Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Friday morning. Glad to be with you as the weekend is getting ready. Of course I say that. The weekend's getting ready. Every day is the weekend now. Did you hear what I had to say on the uh, did you hear I forget who said this on Twitter, but did, my my of what day it is, what how you want to keep up with it now? No, I missed this. There's only three days left in the week. There's yesterday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> that is so like, what's today? Today is today. <laughs> Tomorrow's tomorrow, yesterday and then everything else, and this is something I've been saying for a long time. My my wife used to hate this, right? I would say the other day. The other day can mean anything from the day before yesterday to the beginning of time. When was Jesus born? Ah, the other day. All right? doesn't matter. The other day is anything. Now the other day really is anything. Yeah. When did all this start? The other day. (laughs) I'm so happy. Something positive out of this. Well, you did tell me the other day that... The other day! Yeah. That... You judge time by how many shows you have left to do in a week. Right, I got one. You're down to one, so it must be Thursday. Down to one this afternoon. As we record. It's it's Thursday. Podcast, I don't have any left for the week. That's right. So, well, today, tomorrow, yesterday, we're... Wasn't that a WWE thing? Um, Yesterday, today... Today, forever. Yeah. Dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. It's still the thing. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, glad you guys have showed up to uh, to listen to the podcast here at supertalk.fm. Or wherever it is you get podcasts from, we appreciate all our listeners, especially our great servicemen and women taking care of us out there around the globe, and of course our medical professionals taking care of us here at home. want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse, who want to remind you that even though we're under quarantine, you still need caffeine. Quarantine caffeine. Nice albino squirrel from them today. Joel T is he's doing his part with local businesses. Now it's just one local business, but he is putting <laughs> he is pumping money into there. And uh want to remind you guys you can go by the uh the Highway 12 location and hit the drive-through or you can hit the walk-up window over on University Drive. Keep your social distance but get the caffeine that you need. And plus check them out if you need some provisions, if you need something like, you know, toilet paper, bread, milk, yeast, salt, they've got you taken care of over there. At Strange Brew Coffee House. Don't forget, you can also shop online at collegecornerstore.com. And for, from now until uh, maybe through the weekend, I believe, we're going to be giving 25% off on any baseball-related items. Just go to their brand-new website, collegecornerstore.com. Type baseball in the search bar, and you're going to find all the great M over S stuff that you're looking for. Hats, T-shirts, polos, all that stuff is going to be right there, and you're going to get 25% off. You don't have to do any codes. You don't have to mention anything. Just search for that, and they'll give you the discount at checkout at collegecornerstore.com. Advantage Business Solutions, don't forget, 76, there, I'm sorry, founded in 1976, so over 45 years now, almost, of working here in the state of Mississippi, doing business with Mississippians, putting money into this state, buying local, keeping things local. And right now, as you're trying to set up your virtual offices or trying to get your office and your employees set up to do work remotely, 
they are the ones to help you out with that transition. They can set everything up for you, get the devices that your business needs into your home office setups, and set up virtual meetings to consult business technology needs in this new working landscape. Please give them a call today at 662, I'm sorry, at 844-833-6245. That's a toll-free number. Visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. It's Friday, and we had a, a we had a plan. We had a plan for the show, but now we're not going to do that. We're going to do something different. And uh, you can probably guess what it is. It looks like MSU is on the verge of naming its new women's basketball coach, and that coach is going to be Nikki McCray Penson from Old Dominion University. From a resume standpoint, Joel, a more decorated coach would be difficult to find in terms of what she did what she has done in the game and the sport of women's basketball. This is a person who has been a national player of the year, all-SEC player at Tennessee. She is a two-time, two-time Olympic gold medalist, a WNBA All-Star, and then has been an assistant coach at South Carolina, was one of the top recruiters on Don Staley's staff, brought in a player, maybe you've heard of her, Asia Wilson. Uh, Then she goes to Old Dominion, first year, 8-23, second year, 21-10. Was 24-6 and six this year when the season came to an end as a result of uh, the coronavirus. So a bright, up-and-coming coach. Still young, only 48, so you know plenty of, of, of long tenure ahead of her. Uh, has been a winner at the pro level, at the college level, as a, as a coach, as a player. There's a lot to like about this hire. Obviously, it's not the big name hire in terms of names that the maybe the, the casual fan would know. But people who follow the sport of women's basketball know this name and know that this is a good hire on paper. Well, there's very few names that could have been a name hire to the casual sports fan, right? Right. I mean, how, Jeff Walls would have been one. Walls would have been one. I guess Graves at Oregon, who I don't guess was ever really a, a anything other than just banter. You yeah. know, I don't know that he was ever really that much of a candidate. Right. But Vic uh, Schaefer would have been a name. Yeah, that would have been one. <laughs> uh, Don Staley. <laughs> yeah. um, but... The ghost of Pat Summit? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but you're right. Um, the resume is really, really good, mm-hmm. and it's going to be. I'm more interested because I think from a a basketball standpoint, it's a it's fine. I feel like from a recruiting standpoint, you you mentioned Asia Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like and as a as a note, she is still a coach with Team USA. Which means this summer she coached uh, Madison Hayes, State's five-star signee, and Rakia Jackson, State's SEC freshman, so all SEC freshman. Um, so she those relationships are there. Part of this hire that I'm interested to see is if she can maintain that. And we talked about this on the show that family vibe that Vic was always so big about. Can she maintain the and, and I guess the bottom line is if she wins, she'll maintain it. Mm-hmm. And you, you look at her resume. Other than that first year at Old Dominion, and I don't even know what she inherited yeah, there. Yeah, I can't imagine it was but, great. Um, I mean, all she's done is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> well, uh, the money on her mind is probably what's keeping this from being a uh, an official statement. As I mean, she has not made that this official yet. Everything is is sort of trending that way. First person to have this story, I believe, was our good friend Robbie Falk, uh, and then. Uh, followed shortly after by Ben Portnoy of the Commercial Dispatch. So all of this is, you know. Sort of, sort of coming together uh, pretty quickly. You, you've mentioned winning, and it, the, the the truth of the matter is this: this is a person who uh, 
has been a winner at basically every level. She won a lot in college as a player, won as an Olympian. Uh, obviously was on the bench right next to the person who you might could say is the best coach in the game right now and learning, you know. Her her resume, and, and I'm not trying to say that she's going to be better than Vic Schaefer. Don't, 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 don't mistake that for this. But her resume is better than Vic Schaefer's was when Vic Schaefer was hired at Mississippi State. Schaefer had not been a good head coach previously when he was at uh, was it Southwest Texas State or wherever it was. Um, and then he obviously had been the top dog assistant for Gary Blair, who'd won a national title. But this, was, this woman has been a winning head coach the last two seasons, on top of being an All-American player and a WNBA player and an Olympian. So she brings a lot to the table. Um, I'm interested, you know, I have to imagine her staff will look incredibly different. I don't imagine we'll see any familiar faces. Maybe Dominique Dillingham is somebody who could stay on as, as you know, as a bridge between the old and the new. And she's obviously a bulldog. And But just on the surface, you know, we talked about yesterday or when we talked about this, this I guess, on Monday or Tuesday show about recruiting and how that's the, the, the lifeblood of the program and that's how Vic Schaefer's won. She looks like she has the kind of resume and she has in the past shown that she can be the kind of recruiter that Mississippi State needs to keep talent flowing into Starkville. Yeah, and, and you talked about her coaching Team USA and things, and I would imagine some of those contacts, some of the people that she coached, they know people, and, and you can go through some of those channels. There's a connection there probably to some high high-caliber players and and – I would imagine I'm probably not the best judge of this because I watch women's college basketball when Mississippi State plays. Women's potential women's college basketball players, they know the game. They know who the top coaches in right. the game are. They know and, and this was this is someone they're going to know. Well, this is potentially someone that they watched or someone that they well, I don't know. She's 48 years old, so I mean, right. You do the math, but she was in the WNBA what, 10 years ago? So. Yeah. Um, someone they've heard of that has a well, a resume that has a there's a little bit of ump there for these girls that would be considering coming to Mississippi State. This is a this is someone that's probably pretty high up on a pedestal as far as what well, she did and stuff. So that probably well, helps. One thing to consider is this: if she was working, you know, the she worked 08 to 17 at uh at South Carolina. Yeah. Well, that means a lot of the girls that are on the roster right now. She probably recruited for South Carolina. She recruited Rakia Jackson. She would have probably recruited, you know, Aliyah Matharu and 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 uh, Jayla Hemingway Young and, and and all those girls. I'm sorry, Jemiah Mingo Young. I got them, I, I, I I put those two together so often. I, I if they I've made them into one her into one super player, but a lot of those girls she's just going to be familiar with from the recruiting process the past few years. Um, so I, I think that you know again, it's tough to judge hires on paper. Because on paper, Joe Moorhead was a home run, home run hire. No question about that. On paper, Andy Canizzaro was a home run hire. Somebody tweeted at me, it was like, Cohen's first hire is never the good one. So in two years, he is really going to knock it out of the park. Gino Amariema is coming to Star well, There wasn't anything wrong with the Andy hire from an on-field perspective. From an on-field perspective, no. But again, it appears that Cohen is at least, he's targeted a successful head coach, a person who has head coaching experience, who has a lot of experience in this conference, who has recruited at a high level, has a resume that is impeccable. There's nothing to on paper not to like about this hire. Now, you're down the road, we'll see. You know, we'll see the results. But she that I, I guess there's there's a potential for the kind of Moorhead situation where you, you I left behind a great team. Don't screw it up. And you do. 
But at the end of the day, it, it feels like if she does have any flaws as a coach, we might not see them for a couple of years because the team is so loaded the next few years, they're going to be good if she just keeps the roster intact. Yeah, and like you said, it seems like there's probably some lasting relationships there anyway. So you feel like this is going to be a team that buys into her pretty quick. I mean, that, that would be my – that's a total guess, I guess, but – I would be shocked if this isn't a hire that those girls are excited about. Right. Um, and you, again, you, you kind of hit on it, but John Cohen, if you want to, you know, poke fun at his hires after the fact, I mean, you can, but he really has, at least at the the hiring of, you can't poke a lot of holes in any of the hires he made on the day that he made them. Right. So. Right. It's. Just, Things just went wrong, you know. That you, things that when you when things happen that you can't foresee. Look, if you hire Bobby Petrino and it goes bad, well, you, you had a you had an indication that, that was going to be the case, right? Yeah. But when you hire Joe Moorhead, there's no indications up front that it's going to go bad. I mean, you it was pretty much universally praised. Yeah, you, you, the only thing you ever heard bad about Joe, the Joe Moorhead hire was, "Well, he's always been in the Northeast. Can he recruit the South?" And he recruited the South. Just yeah, the fine. recruiting was the best part for Joe Moorhead. Yeah, yeah, it was one so, of the strengths. Yeah, well, well, I'm not too terribly worried about that. So on paper, like I said, this looks, this appears to be a very good hire. Uh, I would imagine that sometime it doesn't look like it's going to happen as we're recording here on a Thursday evening. The official confirmation from Mississippi State. My guess is they'll wait and let that come in the uh, the AM. Uh, News cycle, so you know, nine a.m., ten a.m. I would expect to start getting some uh, some official confirmation as things will break, and we'll get some ideas of where that's going. But as we said, uh, Mississippi State uh, ha- appears to have hired their new head coach, Nikki McCray Penson of Old Dominion, and we'll we'll wait official word uh, from the Mississippi State University from the Mississippi State University. Let's move on over to our uh, Bulldog Rewind for the week, and that's brought to you by our good friends over. At uh, Welcome Home Beef, who want to remind you that just because you're quarantined doesn't mean you have to be sitting inside, you know, just eating up ramen and hamburger help. You could eat hamburger helper, but eat it with USDA Prime. Eat the best possible hamburger helper. Eat the best possible spaghetti. Do it with the best beef that you can buy. Ground beef, ground brisket too. They don't just not just chuck brisket, all that good stuff. They have short ribs, pot roasts. They've got not just fillets and ribeyes, but strips and sirloins and hanger steaks and tri-tip. They've got literally every cut under the sun, and they are willing to put that in your car. Keep your social distance from them. You don't have to do anything except make the call. 662-418-2021. Or you can shop online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. And this weekend, you can be enjoying the best steaks, the best burgers, the best beef you've ever had at Welcome Home Beef. Why should they do it, Joel? Just tastes good. Right. I hadn't thought about hamburger helper in a while. You kind of got me wanting some cheeseburger macaroni. All let, me, let me give you a, a pro tip. Okay, spend an extra dollar and get the Velveeta brand. Yeah, much better. Hamburger helper is is the bachelor's friend. I I, I used to remember nights as a bachelor or like back when I was in college. Yeah. Like that was like a good meal. Like, found out somebody was cooking hamburger helper. Like, oh, I'm going all there. in. I'm going to their house. <laughs> if Ryan Nelson is listening and I say the words pizza pasta, he's gonna, he's gonna, his mouth will instinctively start watering. <laughs> he used to love the pizza pasta. Sounds like pretty good. What's in the pizza pasta? It was a Pe- hamburger helper pepperoni. brand. 
Oh, uh, that's an actual ba- yeah, brand. Pizza okay. pasta. That yeah. sounded like some kind of concoction that. Oh you no, just... no, no! I didn't make it up. Okay. No, it's it's a brand of hamburger helper. You know, get them all, and then you had chicken helper if you really okay. wanted to get fancy. Hamburger helper. Speaking of, this, let me just tell you this too. By the way, for someone like you who doesn't know how to, oh, cook, that, I was going to say that's something I can do. By the way, that's a that's a bridge into actually because then you can like okay, let me change up how I I you know like do you just like brown the meat and put the the. Put some seasonings in there. Yeah. Try something different, you know? Chop up an onion and throw it Spruce in there. Spruce things up. Exactly. Use it as a bridge. There you go. All right. Time for the Bulldog Rewind, and it's one of Joel T's favorite, favorite uh, topics, Mississippi State baseball, particularly this game. This may be the my favorite game that I've covered since I've been on the beat. It, it really may be. This might, this might, might be. Might be the one. Well, it's a good one. Let's talk to Elijah McNamee right now. Mississippi State 3, Florida State 2, and one of the most famous home runs in Mississippi State history off the bat of Big Hit Mac. All right, let's talk about our most improbable baseball win, as far as I'm concerned anyway, and that is the, uh, the 2018 regional win over Florida State, known for one man's walk-off home run. That man is on the phone with us right now on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline. Our friend Elijah McNamee, Big Mac, what are you doing right now? Um, probably a lot of what y'all are doing. <laughs> a lot of hurry up and wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got now, you. Um, so I've been working here and there for my uncle, doing you know some labor work with whatever he needs, and then uh, working out and staying away from people, staying at the house. <laughs> Appreciate that. You, again. Stay stay away, man. Don't 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 go out and deal with it. Exactly. Right so, yeah. e- Evansville still on the radar though. When all this is said and done. Yep. As of now, um, gotcha. There's a few teams that were showing some interest, but I don't think that's probably too hot right now. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, praying every day that whenever this ends, I'll be put in the right place. Yeah. Well, you have a history of, uh, you know being able to o- overcome adversity and things so we, we got faith exactly. in you <laughs> well, that's why y'all are my people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about this game one of the, one of the craziest games ever but it came off of the heels of a crazy game a 20 to 10 game against oklahoma where you know bulldogs had the lead and then just could not get anybody out in the, in the stretch in the middle innings and now you're not only you're playing an elimination game but the number one seed in this regional has lost florida state and so you're thinking oh gosh this 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 is not. This is the worst case scenario from the outside. What's going on on the inside? What are you guys talking about in the locker room? Uh, that we have it. That we were so hot going into the regional, we kind of didn't care who we played at the time. You know, who was on the mound, and not against any of them. But we were just worried about us. We knew if we can start worrying about us, that we play to the best of our ability, that it would show on the field, and. Uh, that game got out of hand, but it's you know it's baseball. Like you, said, I mean, it's two complete different games. Well, we were winning ten to seven, or seven to three, excuse me. Like in like the fifth inning, I think, mm-hmm. to uh, Oklahoma, and then it was like ten to whatever, and then they blew up in that one inning. And then the next day, you know, you get to the end of a literally a one swing difference in a ball game. And um, so going back to it, I just think at the time we were hot and we knew we lost and our backs were against the wall, but they were the whole year. And I think that kind of encouraged us a little more that next game, if anything, being having our back against the wall. 
So you go into this game against Florida State. Obviously, you know it's going to be an elimination game. You've got Ethan Small on the mound, who for the second half of the season was was really really was more of the ace than even Connor Pilkington was. He was the guy who's just a little bit more reliable at, at that point. So you got to feel good about that matchup. And, and from a from that standpoint, you know you get a pretty good pitching matchup. Small only gives up the two runs, and one of them is unearned, uh, scored on you know on a wild pitch and then a throwing error. But nothing is going with the bats. Drew Parrish is just having an incredible game out there. He, he's just you know really controlling things, keeping you guys off balance. You only have four hits on the day. Uh, two of them were for, were for you. Mangum has a single, and Jordan Anderson of all people has a single as well. What was Parrish doing on the mound that day was making him so effective? Um, so nothing against him. At all. He's one of you know he's all, one, easily one of the best pitchers I've ever seen. Um, very, very talented, but he's a smaller guy. And usually smaller guys, it's kind of hard. It tends to look even harder. Well, he happened to be a littler lefty that was throwing 93. And it's lefty, and it's 93, which is already hard. So it just, he, he was already had a little, you know, little umph to it. His two-seam was working. I mean, he was throwing it. But then he also had that change-up and curveball that were absolutely disgusting. His control was way up in the major league elite level he literally was controlling anything and whatever he wanted at any time you couldn't there was no sequence he didn't tip any pitches like he was just up there dealing and hats off to him for that game he threw he definitely threw a gym for sure i I don't want to skip ahead brian if you uh had anything going here but i'm all i'm already at the rain delay in my mind okay you there already go ahead um Obviously, this rain delay comes in right after the eighth inning, I believe. Um, the the rains, the flood, the floodgates open, and you guys are down two nothing. Now, I know you guys aren't up in the press box with us, but had you been, you would have been able to read a, a story in which you guys lost the ball game two to nothing. Um, quite frankly, I thought that that was the day that I was going to drive home to Starkville, uh, the way things were going. You tell me what the mood was like. <laughs> that was the mood in the press box. It was like this is probably right. this is probably about all said and done. You know, it was a, a great run for you guys to even you know to rally like you did midseason to get to where you got to. But this is where it all ends. What's the mood like at this point in the dugout when it's two nothing and Parrish has been cruising and you guys hadn't really had anything going with the bats all day? Right. No. Um, funny part was is kind of I mean it, it was the biggest take a deep breath moment ever because we got a fake finish. and he was dealing and when a pitcher's going he's feeling himself like the hardest thing to do is get him out of that groove and uh, I think when that rain delay came it kind of was like alright let's you know get back to ourselves let's do what we've been doing I mean I was walking or I'm a like I'm pacing right now all I did <laughs> was have ADD and you know hyper so I'm pacing around everywhere anywhere around that stadium i'm walking Dude, no, i don't i don't even know what i'm thinking about i don't like i wasn't freaking out it had nothing to do with that i was just like when's this rain delay gonna be over well time to time i'd walk in the uh, locker room who coach dieters who's now our strength coach at state was the strength coach there at florida state um said hey y'all come in this uh weight room y'all can chill in here and so we come we're like thank you we walk in and from time to time, all the guys would be in there, but I'd be pacing around. I'd come back in, and they're laughing with the lights out, watching grown-ups with Adam Sandler. 
<laughs> I'm talking like the most chilled. Like it was like we were beating just a swag team in, in a midweek, and it, like there was nothing. Like there's a rain delay, and it was laughter. Dude, they're eating chicken fingers and French fries, and we, I mean we're like somebody was eating a banana, right? Oh. No, that's not when the banana came a thing oh, yet. Oh, okay. okay. Wait a minute. Now, hold on, hold on. This game, this incredible rally, the rally banana didn't start here. No, it was against Oklahoma the next day. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Two days after, because we played Samford. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Yeah, no, that, um, yeah. Or you may West have played, Berkeley. you actually may have played Samford and Oklahoma in the same day, the next Same day. Yeah, yeah right. I think that's what it was. Okay. All right. So I, I was, I thought this was the game where all of that started. All right. Keep, keep going with, what, with what's happening, though. Um, and then actually, y- y'all know Craig that takes pictures? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, you can ask him word for word. He loves to, you know, he loves to tell the story. He's sitting in the dugout. It's raining. You know, he's talking to me and, I said, Craig, you want to know what's going to happen? He said, what's that? I said, we're going to win this game. I said, I'm going to come up, and I'm going to hit a, I'm going to hit a walk-off home run. <laughs> and he said, and you know, his response was, well, I'll see it. We'll see what <laughs> well, I mean, sort of well, pro- prophetic that, there. Right. He thought that was the craziest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, uh, and then, you know, obviously you got the coaches thinking there, and they're talking like, you got the best lead off in the country up, and then who was it? Tanner Allen. Who hit second? Rowdy. Rowdy, I believe. Yeah. Rowdy, 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 Rowdy. T A, Stovey, me. Yeah. And um, I mean, it was all the confidence in the world through the whole lineup, and everyone was just so locked in. It kind of had the feeling like, hey, you know, what what a difference is this game than any other game that we've had to come back this year? Yeah. And so, I mean, we saw go warm up. I think it kind of fired us up because we knew that it's been two hours. And so, um, yeah, I would say that the vibe going on was very chilled and relaxed. You come back out. I was like, you're going to start up the, after the delay, and you realize that Parrish is still on the mound. Now, he's already thrown eight, eight innings, uh, and he's, you know, sitting on uh, probably close to 100 pitches at that point. And of course, he's been sitting on the, on the bench for two and a half hours right now. That's just that's the worst thing you can imagine for a pitcher. How surprised were you that he was going to go back out there in the ninth? Right. Um, well, the way he was going, you kind of, I mean, you kind of understood if it was going to happen. I mean, uh, when we were in that locker room, I was telling you about he, you could see him through this doorway. Actually, he had this like big heating pad on his arm. And he was in there the whole time, stretching it with the heating pad on. Wow. So we kind of had the idea the whole time that, you know, I think he's going to come back out. And surely enough, we saw him run down to the bullpen right before he started back. And so, um, you know, we put our game faces on then because that's all we had left to do. I think we all forgot that Hunter Stovall actually had a walk in there ahead of your, yep. uh, ahead of your uh, majestic blast. That we're about to get to here in just a minute. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but I guess I will. I know that as I watch this, I didn't think it was maybe us being media. Maybe we're just conditioned to be critics a little bit. But 
Uh, and I know Florida State legendary coach, and he he knows more baseball than than uh, than I ever will. So it, it probably isn't right for me to be too critical of it. I thought Parrish coming back out after a two-hour rain delay may have even been the wrong decision, even had it worked. If you're Correct. Co- if your coach Elijah, if your coach Elijah, and not player Elijah. What move do you make there? He was rolling. He was rolling. But do you send him back out there at 100 plus pitches? Because I, I know 100. Co- uh, you would you would have sent him back out. No, I would no. I would oh, okay. Got, they had some of the Irvin's closers, and I would have went straight to the best dude out of the pen at that time and said, "I'm coming back out to these guys out, and we're winning." So let's go through the at-bat here. Obviously, like we said, Mangum has gotten on. Stovall is yep. on. So you've got two on. Let's go through the at-bat a little bit. Just sort of take us through it up into the, the final pitch. Okay. So uh, I remember Stovey just gets the one of the best at-bats I've ever seen. So you just clip out on that one. He gets on, and I remember taking a deep breath, walking up to the plate. I said something to some of my frat friends that were sitting right behind the dugout. And um, I was trying to get my brain off every, like, just relaxed and slow everything down. Was, that was my, like, that was, like, I wish I could, what I was thinking at the time I could do now. But anyway, I remember taking deep breaths and I'm thinking, um, He's going to try to attack me with this off-speed because he's been doing it. Like, literally every pitch the whole day I saw from him was one fastball and then that bat, but it was, like, in the most random sequence or uh, random count. And so I'm thinking he's going to come off-speed Well, he starts that first pitch off, change-up, completely whiffed. It's one of those that falls straight off the table. Knew it was coming. Just, it's, it's gross back in the box and he throws a curveball and his curveball was sharp and I hit a ground ball. It was a, If it went down the line it would have for sure been a double. Um, but it was about probably a foot foul. And I was 0-2. I swear them two pitches were in like five seconds. Like I was 0-2 so fast. <laughs> and um, honestly I remember at the time telling myself it wasn't even about like I didn't even think the season was really over. I just thought like Man, I'm tired of this dude on the mound. Like he's just no one could touch him. Like and no one could touch him. So I just said, "Have a good, you know, keep battling, keep battling." And above my chest, and then I take a 93 mile an hour fastball high. This dude's still pumping cheese. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like all the feeling, you coach Coach Gocho will back me up on this. He had the same story, and we had like we were telling it to one of our camera people. We haven't even talked about the story, and we had the same exact story. Pretty, it was pretty cool. And um, so it's one, two, and I look at Coach Gotra to pat my chest again in the dugout. And it was like this weird, like, I don't know. This is it. Like, we're, you know, you're about to, I don't, it was like we kind of smiled. It was weird, real weird, real, real weird, actually, and. Took a deep breath, looked at my bat, stepped in, and surely enough, here came, here comes that changeup. And you're looking changeup at this point, right? You're you're thinking the off speed's um, coming. I don't. I'm not gonna say I'm really a guess, uh, like a guess hitter. Coming, I kind of I like to react. 
But I think my two-strike approach is I'm a lot more focused, and I need to take that focus to an OO count, you know what I'm saying? So I dropped my leg kick, I did my two-strike approach, scoot up in the box, and I honestly was saying fight off that heater, and, you know, I didn't want to, I don't, he was so good. I just said put a good swing on a good pitch, and I saw the change up out of his hand. Um, when it left my bat, it honestly felt too good to be true. That's kind of like if you see my face, I put my finger up. Right. I, I can still picture it right when it hits my bat. His face, I can picture it all. It's crazy. And, um, man, what a time. So off the bat, you're, you knew you knew if it wasn't gone, it was at least going to go a long, long way. Right. I, I mean, it was hit so perfectly on the barrel. Like, I don't even think I swung that hard, honestly, because it was the changeup. Mm-hmm. But I had I got so much barrel on it that it just, which, it went way further than I thought. When I go watch the video, it was like, it's my face on the scoreboard. But when I hit it, I thought it barely got out. No, when I did no, it, it got out, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that was just when I hit it, it felt like you're, I can't describe it unless, you know, someone has that maybe adrenaline. I don't know, but when I hit it, it just, it's just like it, it's like you think it is mm-hmm. when you're that little kid in your backyard with your friends playing wiffle ball. Mm-hmm. It literally felt like that. It was, it was crazy. At that point, did you know that not only did you won the game, did you know, okay, we're about to, to go on another run here? Oh, 100%. 100%. I thought the thought of Omaha was in my mind. Right after that, I said, these boys, because that bus ride to the hotel was, like, so I can remember, like, I couldn't even sleep that night and woke up and Jake leads off the game with a home run. Yeah. Like, it was, and I know he didn't get much sleep either. I mean, it was like, we were all on the cloud, and right after that game, we knew exactly what was about to happen for sure. You've hit a number of big hits. I mean, it obviously became your nickname. If I had to say, pick the one, is this it? Yes, I would say that's, that's it for sure. Yeah. E- even over e- even over the, the last one at home against Stanford and the, the magical moment at home? I think it was more magical because people referred to me as Big Hit Mac, yeah. which started from the Florida State. Yeah. 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 I, I, would so agree, I, I would agree with your choice there, by the way. <laughs> I just, the, the Stanford one meant so much to me because it was literally my home crowd. So many people, you guys, like, that, that was, like, more heartfelt. Yeah. The Florida State one was just more like, you know, B, I don't, I can't, B.A. Like, I felt like, yeah. a, like the dude. I mean, it's just, it was like a dream. I was sports center and all that, and I was just blessed that I was able to be in that situation. And, you know, God definitely took me right there for sure and, and you had a, you had a conversation with burke masters after this right at, at some i point. did not long he out. messaged me that was pretty funny <laughs> what did he say um it's on facebook and a messenger i need to go read it again i'm but i'm i want to say it's along the lines of like welcome to the club or something <laughs> it's, a, it's, I, it's I, an I exclusive club i know and um he did that though that's that was awesome and you know I just like I continuously think I am you know I'm just I was blessed I am blessed um you know the friendship I have with you guys 
everyone in Mississippi is awesome, and the fact that we're having this phone call now is, is pretty sweet. I appreciate you guys. Ah, man, we appreciate you. Big hit, Mac. Oh, you, you know our, my, our, my co-host here, Joel, he tried to make it Big Hack Mac. I thought that rolled off the tongue better, but what, what would you have preferred? Hey, whatever, whatever anyone wants to say, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Big Hit Mac, Elijah McNamee, thanks so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you guys so much. Thanks, Mac. All right, thanks again to Big Mac. We appreciate talking to him and giving him time and, and talking about that game. I'm sure all MSU fans enjoy reliving that moment, as I know, as I know my co-host does. I don't ever get tired of talking about that game. Because it was, it was something. I, I can't remember if Mac and I talked about it as we recorded that, um, but I, I know I was texting with him about it. It was one of those times where it was such an incredible moment that even though I had an entire story written, an entire story written of Mississippi State losing the game two to nothing, it was one of those times where I didn't mind going ahead and deleting the whole thing. Yeah. You know, despite the fact I'd already com- basically completed the story, yeah. it was such a, a, a magnificent moment that – that was a fun story to write, yeah. and, and, and there there was plenty to talk about from the not having anything going for eight innings to the why in the world did did Drew Parrish go back out there in the ninth inning yeah. for Florida State? There's so many, so much to so talk much to about. talk about in that story. In that, a lot of layers, yeah, a lot of layers in that story. Sports so. writers dream for a game like that. Not yeah. to mention the fact that it, it's not like it happened at 11 p.m. I had time to actually write it, right? So yeah. it was you know mid afternoon. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. All right, we'll have some more of those interviews uh, next week. Looking ahead to next week, we'll have obviously do some official uh, confirmation of this new hire, and uh, we'll talk about that. We have the bracket, of course. We'll finish up uh, the Chapel of Memories bracket on Sunday, and then by the time we get to uh, Thursday, we should be entering the uh, the second round, I guess, um, or getting close to it anyway. And then, uh, yeah, anything else pops up. We'll be happy to talk about it here on Thunder and Lightning. Guys, have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay home if you can. And uh, we'll be back. We might be back to normal, maybe hopefully, hopefully further along or closer uh, along than we think. Have a great weekend. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.